This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. Well, hello, everybody. It's episode 63 of Radiant Reflections. I know that because Josh told me before I hit the red button. Uh, but good. I, yeah, I'm happy to be back. You guys did a great job on episode 62 with our producer. I, I should say, I need to stop saying producer. Our creative arts director, creative arts director. give her, her her proper title, creative arts director, Haley Tallman, and our office manager and kid. Uh, uh, what is she's, she's office manager and student ministry student director. ministry director that's it yep. Rasika Stewart I keep if I had to change it actually a couple weeks ago on my phone because I was oh, so I was trying Keely to text there? her with Siri which I don't know if let's see oh. now and it was like there's no name oh yes of course because she's married and she's not a Keely she's I mean, not a Keely anymore no, she's a Stewart so there you go so the only the episode. only disappointment okay in the last episode is okay. originally our plan was because like we don't have the capacity mm. to make like really really good coffee. Okay, like you do. We were gonna go do a cold plunge. Oh boy! But hey, and get no. that. Well, no, so I did one Monday morning okay. with the guys that I normally right go and do the the plunge and workout with. Right, um, and it was freaking cold so horrid like, oh it was it was bad it's probably dangerous so so yeah. we're like you know what we're uh yeah, we're not gonna do that so we didn't yeah so i was i was a little bit bummed because that would have been an interesting uh conversation to have post cold plunge uh shoot a podcast teeth still chattering <laughs> it does, it'd be like that like it, it definitely there's some time where you're you're out of the water and it is yeah. so i do as soon as i step out of the water i do a nitric oxide dump workout it's a set of okay. like four different moves. Wow. I do that, and that heats the that's body been up huge. So quick. I don't before I even dry off or just get yeah, yeah wow. put my sweatshirt on or anything like that. Right there on the shore, you just go to knock it. these moves out. And it's wow! Good. So I have not done that. Usually, I'm like kind of like this, trying to move around. <laughs> body is slow. No, it's but, all good. So, but other than that, it was yeah. a good episode. So it was cool a good having, episode. Uh, Haley in town for a few days. Yeah, and she's coming back in. Was it March? Something in end of March because yeah. she's gonna, they're going to be here. Chris is going to be here too. Her husband, and, whole crew. Yep, yep, and her kids, Scotty and Graham, will be here uh, for Easter with us. Oh, that'll be fun. It will be wonderful to have them that'll for be Easter. Fun. So I'm yeah. excited for that. I think we should start calling her Haley to the T to the Almond. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or not I don't well know. <laughs> you know we'll see if we get any traction with yeah. that but, but we're drinking uh, so I, we're gonna have to do, we're gonna fix this Josh you and I are gonna make an appointment and I am going to show you how to make a clever dripper okay so, just so you know not only for your own value in your life but like for future whatever if i'm not here because man we gotta have our hit by a truck plan well this is true this, this is true now so i have good. started and it's i mean it's not nearly the caliber it's some of it is going to be the That's bean right. you have some of it's going to be the bean i've started doing doing pour overs i was at b and g discount schoolcraft sure and they had this little pour over get up for 10 bucks and i was like cool i'll yeah i'll spend 10 bucks and, and get into this yep i was experimenting i didn't have a scale so I was just like, yep. I was like, well, hey, I'll do like a third of a cup of beans to X mm -hmm. amount of what, you know, whatever. Sure. Yep. I was at Goodwill on Saturday, got a scale for four bucks. Yeah. So the last couple of days I've been, I've actually been weighing it out. So I've been nice. doing like 22 grams of bean uh -huh. to 350 of water. I found so somewhere on strong. That. So okay, so strong. that's a strong. I was going to ask you what your yeah. ratio. Wait, no, no, no. 22, 22 uh, to, to 350 is about right. I have a really great app that I'll share with you. It's okay. called Brew Ratio. That's It's very simple, aesthetic. It's not complicated. Some of these coffee apps are like, I mean, you think I'm pretentious about coffee. Like the apps are crazy. But this one brew ratio is wonderful. It Very quickly, you can adjust four variables, done. Oh, that's it. Or yeah. you can just, if you always brew the same ratios, you adjust one variable, which is your grams of beans, oh, and that's okay. it, and you're done. It's really, really nice. So I like that. Um, cool. But yeah, the other, the other ones I'll make you use the app and your pinky automatically. Like, well, they're just they've got graphs and charts oh, and pages of like different. Like they're trying to tell you recipes and stuff, and it's like you know what. I know what I'm, I I don't need that. I know what I'm doing. Like I just want a cup of coffee, man. I know what I'm about with the so, coffee, okay? Um, 
but this coffee is absolutely fantastic this was roasted on january 22nd by say oh, roasters like, in brooklyn this is brand spanking new this is uh seven days which is probably just perfect you yeah. notice we have our branded mugs back i found the other one i don't know where it was uh, my the first other thing I noticed is when we're drinking coffee, usually my coffee gets lukewarm to cold before I can drink it. And so this time I cured our cups with boiling water. Okay. I wondered because I saw you like pour, you went to pour something. I was like, what, what, what? Yeah. I filled them with hot, which is what Pete, what, what some third wave shops will do. They will, they'll basically preheat your cup with hot water. Okay. Like my espresso machine, the whole top, the lid, the entire top has a rail around it, but the top is stainless steel and it's heated. Heated. So you my espresso cups are cups always right sitting there. there. My portafilter always sits there as well. So, okay. Nice. What my are you first, thinking? Uh, grapefruit is my grapefruit. first. What did I do with the thing, Josh? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what I did with it? I don't. There it is. There it is. Okay. So I know the top left corner is all I'm going to look at. I'm going to go like this. This is called the Wilson Alba uh variety it's a sierra merino it's a pink bourbon washed variety this is a colombian colombian okay yeah so you're saying grapefruit what else grapefruit what else do i want to put in there pink lemonade for me or just lemonade i'm gonna say definitely the citrus is the citrus is nice and Let's let's look at a couple other things. So this is a pink bourbon variety. Now, when we say bourbon, we don't mean alcohol. Bourbon is just a variety of coffee bean. Um, the region is Las Mercedes, Palestina, Huela, Palestina, like like. Um, it sounded downright. Look at that, Palestine, like Palestine, Palestina, oh. Huela. Um, yeah, and. Uh, the altitude is 1600 meters. This was harvested in October of 23. So it's very fresh off, off the, I mean, some beans, green beans will sit six and eight months before they're roasted. So, uh, really, really good coffee. Really. I, this is delicious to me. I don't think this is right, but I'm going to say lavender. There's almost like, um, okay. like a floral something. I think that's all I've got. I'm saying figs and lemonade. Figs. I'm going bananas. I never you. get it right. Who cares? If you're right, we're going to nickname you Newton. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Flashback here. Josh, my my mom and dad who listen and watch this, my mom was like, was kind of a health nut, kind of a hippie. So like snacks at our house were, do you remember the rice cakes? Yeah. Rice cakes with peanut butter. That was a snack. But cookies at my house were Fig Newtons. Fig Newtons. We're not Oreos or Chips Ahoy, any of that bull crap. Mother, my mother would not allow that. We got Fig Newtons, which have you ever eaten a Fig Newton? I have. It, it is utter trash. They're not good. They're horrible. <laughs> but my, of course, as the good mom she was, she's trying to keep me healthy, you know, because I would have eaten boxes of whatever, you oh. know. Yeah, so. Lucky Charms and Oreos. And oh, I totally would. Well, we had that rule as well. So we would always have a healthy cereal and then we would have a semi-sweet cereal. And in order to eat the sweet cereal, you had to eat the healthy cereal first before oh. you were allowed to have. So it was like cornflakes first, no sugar added, that kind of thing. Then if there were frosted flakes or whatever, then. So my dad yeah. would buy, we would get the giant box of the unsweetened cereal. So yes. like, hey, here's here's the giant box of Cheerios. Yeah. He'd get the itty bitty box of like the honey nut Cheerios and then you blend Ooh, them all together. Pro. Same thing with like the corn flakes, you know, frosted yeah. flakes. That's good. It's like, no, we just hey. got like a little, little pop of these flavor. Are, these and, are healthy uh, habits. That's there good. You go. Although cereal is not good right. altogether, it's bad for you. <laughs> right. Even was, the healthy kind is bad for you. I was going to fight yeah. uh, Sika and Haley last week about the whole breakfast thing. So Yeah. No, I don't. I, 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 I uh, would contend about that as well. <laughs> OMAD is, is pretty powerful. Um, one meal Which a day. Which means one meal. There yes. you go. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, is that a Middle Eastern gentleman? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. This extraordinary representation of pink bourbon is as close to perfect harvesting and cherry selection as we have seen in Colombia. I mean, they, they probably don't have any sort of bias or anything. No, no. <laughs> having sold it. Uh, it is bright, crisp, and sweet. With is a, it figs? <laughs> it isn't. With a pointed lemonade. Oh! 
Now, there's not a cool nickname. No, like for acidity, lemonade. excellent berry complexity and a floral transparency. So these were hand picked at peak ripeness, floated, depulped, dry fermented for 24 hours, dried on raised beds for 30 days until the moisture content reaches 10.3%. 10.3. What happens if it goes to 10.4? Or 10.2. Well, 10.2 would be the yeah the tipping point. Wilson Alba has lived and worked with his brother, Jose, whom we have also purchased coffee from on the farm, Sierra Morena, for the last 15 years. The farm no is way, Jose. Eight <laughs> hectares or 20 acres in total. Two hectares are planted with pink bourbon and the rest is planted with tabi. This farm consistently produces some of the best pink bourbon we taste out of the entire region of southern Huela. And it is an honor to roast and work with their coffees. Pink bourbon is a relatively new variety being grown primarily in and around Huela, Colombia. The variety has been identified genetically as an Ethiopian land trace, but unfortunately, we cannot be any more specific as to its origins until there is a larger genetic database. Say S-E-Y dot coffee. If you want to check out Say Coffee, uh, we've showed you them before. They always come in these really Super it's got fancy, the coffee gun on it, but just this, do you see the mat? Do I do like that that paper. It's yeah. almost like a it's a fiber they of, call it. Yeah. They come in these just plain white boxes, but you always get this cool little thing with it. Uh, I'm going to keep that because th- these are actually the green room beans. Oh, and I'll put that in our vacuum sealer. But that way they know. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So good cup of coffee this morning. It was a very good cup of coffee. But we are on uh, episode 63 of Radiant Reflections, um, and Josh. We had just a wonderful move of God. Yeah. So I was in second service. Uh, I was in Discover Purpose for first service. So I didn't see it. What was the, were both services pretty, uh, pretty powerful like that yesterday? You know, Brian from Parkway was with us uh, training some sound guys and, you know, and Galen mentioned as well back in the, in the, he was mixing as well. I felt like there was probably something a little more special on first service. Okay. A heaviness. Okay. Uh, not a heavy, but just a heavy presence. Uh, glory, as Ryan's been sharing. Second service was awesome. Uh, but first service, I, I hate to be too hyperbolic, but it was palpable. It was just like this mm. really just amazing move of God. Um, yeah. So I don't even know. <laughs> where we start the services were similar the funny thing is this and i was just I, I shared this with the media team some of them we followed our lead sheet planning center to the t but within it we experienced this wonder so it's like the the wonderful move of the holy spirit with planning and preparation which, it was really you know, cool which i think is an important thing right mm-hmm. sometimes i think we we assume that being spontaneous is automatically more spiritual or spirit led mm-hmm. than structure and i would argue against that we know that it's false god is a god of order right yeah <laughs> like God can be, you know, Holy Spirit is, yeah. he's not sitting there suddenly more like, oh, crap, I forgot. I wanted you guys to do this. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think like he I'm going to whisper in the MD's ear. He can be in the planning process. And yeah. we've seen this play out. We have. Like you pick songs out, you know, yeah. maybe, or you or Bethany, you put them in, in planning center, uh, you know, a month and a half mm-hmm. before Ryan even has mm-hmm. his teaching. Mm-hmm. And you look and you're like, holy cow, like, man, this song or these songs, mm-hmm. that, like, that's perfect that's well, exactly what we needed you know even last week josh you know thursday's staff meeting i shared with the staff thursdays we get together to pray for each other pray for the services finalize any plans anything you know just kind of touch touch base as a team and i sensed like the lord was wanting me to share this new song called mercy of god by mitch wong i lead a song every every one of these staff meetings um, but coupled with that, I, I kept hearing God speaking uh, these scriptures in Isaiah where the prophet says, woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell among the people. Uh, and in Hosea talking about these last days things where there'll be dreams and prophecies. I don't, I don't have a lot of regular ongoing connection with Ryan during the week. Well, and he wasn't in that meeting because he, he had a wasn't doctor's even appointment. there. 
He had a doctor's appointment because his knee was was hurting. I'm standing on stage behind him as he's leading, and he starts saying the exact same scriptures Mm. tied into his message. He had no idea the song that we had as a staff or the scriptures that we talked about. I called it out first service. Second service, I didn't. I was like, we have to identify a move of God that was not man-made, that was beyond planning and preparation or intellect or logic or sense or whatever, talent, none of that. The Lord spoke to Ryan and, and, and I completely separately, the same scriptures for that Sunday. It was just such a powerful experience. Um, and back to the timing thing. This is, I'm going to continue to refer back to Karen, Pastor Karen's uh, bombshell that she dropped on me about three or four oh. weeks ago <laughs> about the reality of God's healing power outside of human time because he's, he's infinite. The same is absolutely true about the Holy Spirit's presence in our planning for services and or his spontaneity. He is just as present on Thursdays when we, or the month and a half before when we chart out songs or the two months before when God plants a seed in Ryan uh, on a, on a series or a message or you guys, the teaching team, as he is that Sunday morning when the Lord decides to switch things up. Mm -hmm. Um, I always think about what Paul says that right now we see the Lord and we see the kingdom of God through a veil darkly. You know, it's like looking through uh, your windshield in the morning when there's frost on it. Like you can kind of see the trees. You can kind of see the things in front of you when you're driving down the road. But once that defrost kicks on, it's like crystal clear. Paul says that there's coming a time when we will know as we're known We'll see exactly. And I think that a lot of the times when it comes to the movement of the Holy Spirit and the the spontaneity versus the planning, it's just humans. It's just human beings comprehending and, and, and hearing at different times. I really do. But we did. We experienced a wonderful move of God. No, that's good. Yeah, we yeah. had, uh, again, I I don't know what the total number is. I think somebody said this on Facebook, but I've been limiting Facebook exposure. Mm-hmm. So 26. 26 spontaneous baptisms. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was awesome. All young people, Josh. Yeah, was, Did you uh, notice that? I was well, I was trying to keep one eye on it because I was over in the other corner. If Praying, yeah. Prayer or whatever. So, yeah. Which, the, it, no. Both first and second service, to me, it all looked like kids from 13 to maybe 25 Mm. like very young people making a commitment to christ in in the form of baptism uh it was very 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 powerful um baptism the sacrament of baptism to me is always just such a blessing Mm. you know along with communion baptism is because i i don't know do you do you think of your own baptism when you're at a baptism does it do those memories sometimes uh Mm -hmm. not i wouldn't say every time but mm-hmm. yeah, it comes comes to mind. I got baptized in a pool. Yeah, uh, yeah. cool. <laughs> Pastor Pastor John is the yeah. guy that uh, yeah. dunked me. Yeah, yeah. So a Sturgis uh, native who was an elder at our church at that time, Rick Recklow, which Rick uh, worked at uh, Baroque Tool for many many years. I think he's retired now. But his son son in law is Big Dave, who owns Big Dave's Gym. Tavita oh, McKenna. Okay. He's he's married to uh, Rick's daughter Jessica. And Rick baptized me, uh, and it was such a yeah. Just and I, I, I had the. This is one of the things that with Ryan's talking about baptism, which we're going to get into. But I've always struggled with the concept of getting saved and then a bunch of time passing before a person gets baptized. Because my own experience, Josh, when when I got saved, the only words that I can describe to you was I I had a compulsion, mm. like I had this uneasiness. Not a lack of peace, but I had this sense, like an urgency. I and I, the way I described it was, I had to be baptized. I I mu- I must go to the waters. Like I was, I couldn't delay it. It's like a month after I got saved, um, I was baptized. My sister was baptized the same day. Now you had a you had a radical, very radical kind of conversion yep. story. That, I mean, I think. Like I don't, I don't disagree that there are times where there there can be yeah. that compulsion. Yeah, I think for somebody that maybe they grow up in the church and it's mm-hmm. like a slow, this is the wrong term, but like a slow burn. I mean, they yeah. have that born again experience. Yes, but it's it's yes. not necessarily as like 
kapow as, yeah you know, as it was some, like a lightning bolt for us yeah, yeah for but. for my wife and i yeah oh. um but yeah no, i felt bad i i, I was always i i questioned myself we had a we, we had a, a guy come up and he actually he stepped across this th- threshold into a relationship with jesus yesterday during second oh, service gosh. but he had just had a surgical procedure so okay. i said I said, if you didn't have a fresh incision, yes. I said, but but we're, you don't want to get in that water. No. It's bacteria. Yeah, yeah, that's wise. Like that's, that's wise. A, so because yeah. otherwise, I think he would have. Yeah, he would have climbed in the tank. We'll so. give it a couple weeks and let that thing heal up, man, and we'll get you in there. Yeah. Um, but, wow. Yeah, it was a it was that's a wonderful. it was a cool service. It was a cool service. Um, well, the title of the message, Josh, was "Do I Have." godly sorrow and this was based out of second corinthians 7 and it it's just another one of the things about god's sovereignty and his providence this is a scripture my wife and i've been in the midst of a situation where we've been meditating on this exact scripture Hmm. like this exact scripture and i was like lord you're so good you know to just bring some teaching which brings light Mm -hmm. Uh, so, yeah, talk, talk. Maybe we need to get the, the, well, the scriptures out and read that text. Uh, or, let me grab. I think I've got yeah. my Bible over here. Cool. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, do I have godly sorrow? And this this I think the idea uh, from Ryan was, you know, that there is this difference between uh, later on. He talks about being caught and actually being grieved over sin. So. Yeah, Josh, maybe maybe read the text that the message was based on. So he read out a second Corinthians seven. Chapter seven. I'm uh, sad my coffee's a, gone. Oh no, that was a that was a really good cup. It man. was. I and I did get some you, points because uh, it was lemonade. I appreciate Oh yeah, that's like a thousand points. I think that's the because you you even like this is like, hey, pink lemon nope. And, lemonade. And can we just and say you, uh, since it was a pink bourbon variety of coffee and I said lemonade pink lemon I mean, hey. I think 2,000 points. 2,000 points. <laughs> there it is. What's awarded? <laughs> Second Corinthians 7. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do verse 1, and then I think he did 9 through 11, because Paul goes on a little bit of like a side trail here. All right, starts off. So then, dear friends, since we have these promises, which, again, refer back to chapter 6 for some of that, let us cleanse ourselves from every impurity of the flesh and spirit, bringing holiness mm-hmm. to completion in the fear of God. Now we're going to jump down to verse nine. It says, I now rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because your grief led to repentance. For you were grieved as God willed, so that you didn't experience any loss from us. For godly grief, this is verse 10, produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. But worldly grief produces death. Josh, I find it I find it amazing that the CSB uh, uses the word grief instead of sorrow. Because that's really what I sense, too. Oh. You know, a grief versus sorrow. Um, yeah, what are some things that, that stood out to you? I like, I normally do, listeners, viewers. I don't have any answers, really. <laughs> I got a bunch of questions for Josh. Oh, boy. So, Which I was going to say, full transparency, halfway through the message, uh-huh. my daughter came and pulled me out for, I've got stuff, I don't know, so. five, six minutes. Okay. So I was like, and I came back and I was like, oh, I feel like I just... I just missed something really important. It was uh, so. it, it was really it was really good. But uh, so I mean he you know, he asks that question: Do I have godly sorrow? But then he he also got into this question of: Do I have half-hearted devotion? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we want to. Do you want to double click on the sorrow or the half-hearted devotion? I mean, the half-hearted devotion was the first thing that he tackled, and that okay. stood out to me as well. I've got that okay. in my notebook. All right, so let's let's jump into um, that. But yeah, I mean. W- what does that look like, Josh? What is what does it look like to have half-hearted devotion? So what what what, how, what, what lights are turning on when you hear those words? So uh, I don't know. This was a couple of weeks ago. I know uh, Pastor Brandon and Pastor Ryan. They were talking in the office, and hopefully he doesn't use this illustration because I'm just ruining it for everybody. But they were talking about you know having watched somebody else's message or whatever, mm-hmm. and this this uh, visual for what that I think connects to half-hearted devotion is you've got two ladders. Okay. Have you seen this? No. Right? So like, no. you know, step ladder, they're going to slope up and away from each other. Okay. And they said, trying to, trying to live with this half-hearted devotion, right? Mm-hmm. One foot 
in the in the Jesus pool, one foot in the world. Oh, pool. I see it. It's like you're trying to walk up one step at a time on these Doing two the splits. opposing ladders. Or at some point, this becomes untenable. Right? <laughs> Your like, legs are not, not long enough. Right? This is not going to work. I see it. Right? Okay. You're going you're gonna to be in a mm. in a hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it's kind of like that, right? When we look at this half-hearted devotion, you know brings to my mind this idea of like hey yeah man i want these aspects of following jesus but i really like to do this mm-hmm. and this is kind of something in the world mm-hmm. camp so i'm gonna hang out there i don't really want to let go of this mm-hmm. but jesus is cool yeah and we try to yeah you know, eat our cake and have it too so isn't it cool. interesting though it, fe- it feels like with half-hearted devotion i mean that's lifelong oh yeah you know, we go, it's, it's like, there's this refining process where the Lord is purifying, which we're going to talk about later. Um, and then he's, he's got this new thing. <laughs> he's got this next thing. Uh, so our, our Orthodox brothers and sisters call this theosis. Theosis is the process of, uh, becoming like God, mm-hmm. godlike. So in Protestant traditions, we would call this, and and Ryan actually mentioned this later in the message, sanctification. Mm -hmm. Josh and I have talked about this on this podcast several times, or the process of um, change, uh, the process of change. I think about, when when I hear half-hearted devotion, I think about um, not only continuing in sin, uh, but not actually repenting of sin. Mm. So maybe we even talk a little bit about the differences between repentance which um, he hit on a little bit right because i think often we confuse confession with repentance Hmm. like i mean you have to have both of those things but confession is let's say i i you know punch you in the face Mm -hmm. right and then you whoop my butt because you're way stronger (laughs) than i am but but let's say i do that like for there's zero reason i just haul off and smack you right like like i've I've bad day for me i've just sinned against jb yes right uh confession as i say dude that was totally wrong of me to punch you in the face like i'm sorry that i did that yeah but then if i turn around and just slug him in the face again (laughs) I haven't repented. I haven't yes. actually changed Turn. my actions. Yes. Right. I've I've mm-hmm. admitted a wrongdoing, mm-hmm. uh, and I and maybe I've I've expressed some sort of remorse. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel bad that I punched you in the face. Right. Oh, you're bleeding a little bit. Right. Like. Right. But if I haul off and do it again, or or I just go and punch the next guy in the face, mm-hmm. like. I haven't repented. I haven't actually changed uh, my heart or my actions mm-hmm. to, to be in line with what is right. Yeah. I've admitted what I did wrong, mm-hmm. but there's nothing you in my life. it. Right. But there's, there's nothing in my life that said, oh, you know what? You yeah. shouldn't punch people in the face. Uh, how do I change what's in my heart that is driving me to <laughs> punch mm-hmm. people in the face? It, yeah. When we confess something as wrong, but then we go and do the exact same thing. We're, we're actually not believing the confession. Mm. We're, we're actually lying about what we've confessed. So if we confess, we say this thing is wrong, but then we go do it again. We're not really truly believing that it's wrong. And like our, one of the elders, Chris Kitts, that sin is bad. It's really, 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 bad. really bad. <laughs> and so that sort of thinking, uh, we don't actually believe that. We don't mm. believe what Paul tells us in the book of Romans, that the consequences of sin is death. Death. Right. And so obviously as followers of Christ, we're not going to experience the eternal death that has been um We've been restored. Our communion with God and our relationship with God has been restored. Uh, but man, we can experience consequences in the here and now. Well, and double click on what you just said, though, right? If I live in perpetual unrepentant sin, yeah, that Mortal creates sense. a mm-hmm. that creates a schism. Yes, right. I mean, John tells us that mm-hmm. in First John, yeah. if we continue to sin, not like oh, if you ever sin. <laughs> You lost yes. it, but like if there's yeah. this this practice, this habitual Play root, sin, oh. what's what's flashing on that camera thing? Is that important? It isn't. So okay. that is telling us that there's no SD card oh, it's in the camera. But we're subbing to the to the an SSD. Okay. But yes. Sorry. No, you're good. I, hey, I know. Last we know. Last week, last week, issues, like man. the camera was like, oh, battery is dead or whatever. Um, yes. But no. So John tells us that if we continue, right? If we if we you know persist in this habitual sin yeah like how how can the spirit of god even be in you Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that's <laughs> that's pretty heavy. What that's about heavy. what about when Paul says that there are sins unto death, but there are other sins that aren't? And then Paul tells us in Galatians, he tells us in First Corinthians six, I believe, uh, that there are these sins that separate us mm. from the kingdom of God. So we've we've all been raised to to say that there, you know, all sin is equal. All sin is the exact same. Sp- uh, in a sense. In a sense, spiritually speaking, yes, temporal consequences yeah, are not the same. I mean, if I me punching yeah. you in the face, like yes. that's bad. The consequences of that are going to be less than if I kill somebody. Yes, I mean, yes. so there's a yes, there's a there's a. But there degree. are certain sins that Paul says if you practice. It's the Greek word pleruo, which means to get good at. Like I practice my guitar, um, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is really that's, that's pretty serious. This is really sobering. It's really sobering because I don't know how you are. I go through these seasons where I'll find myself in the midst of and, and covetousness is one of those. Mm. Like it says yeah, it. Yeah, and we and we yeah we've yeah, we've hit on that. Greed, it's not just like yeah. cheating on your spouse or no. killing someone or stealing. Like like greed is on this list, and it's like, Lord, I, I'm dealing with covetousness. Mm. I'm dealing with greed. Where. I want a holy fear of God, which Ryan talked about, and it talks about in Second Corinthians, uh, Corinthians seven. I want a fear of God that's constantly—I mean, not not terrified that He's going to strike me with lightning, but I want a holy fear of God that He's holy. I want to live a holy life, and therefore, I always want to be asking the Lord, God, I don't want to practice sin. God, help me to be who You have made me to be, or remade me to be, as a follower of Christ. What do you got, Josh? Well, I just think because one of the other things that he talks about in those in one of those lists is is being divisive. <laughs> yes, reject. And then I was just I was in the book of Titus this morning, Oof. and it, I'm trying to find it back now because I did the audio. So yeah. today was like the the audio. Yeah, and I just I listened. That's my Monday practice. The, it's in chapter three. If you're looking for the rejected divisive person, yeah, I mean, and he says basically yes. like if you if you warn them a couple of times and they persist, like yeah. goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> Josh in Corinthians, Paul tells us that if we have a brother in Christ, this is not a person of the world, a brother or sister in Christ who persists in sexual immorality, we do not open their our doors to don't them. Don't even eat with them. We don't eat with them. We don't break bread. Which is with a sign of that's fellowship. Communion. It's, it's inclusion yeah. in the you know. man. I mean, there's some serious things about half-hearted devotion in the Word of God that. Are really challenging. Did you find it there? Yeah, Titus three verse ten. Reject a divisive person after a first and second warning, for you know that such a person has gone astray and is sinning. He is self condemned. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, maybe adultery is not your not your problem. Maybe yeah. you know murder is not your problem. But do I do things mm-hmm. in such a way that I I pit people Make against camps. each other? I I mm-hmm. promote things that divide rather than pointing everybody back to how we are united in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty serious thing. Uh, Francis Chan has talked about this uh, in Proverbs. There's a list of seven things that it says God hates. He hates them. And one of those is dividing the brothers mm-hmm. is dividing the body of Christ. We, we should not be divided. It's, I think it's really serious. Half-hearted devotion is very serious. Um, and it's something that I think listeners, viewers, we should be praying and asking the Lord, Hey, where are those areas in my life? I keep hitting my mic. Where are those areas in my life where I'm not fully devoted? Well, uh, and that that goes into that that idea of godly sorrow. I think. Mm-hmm. But let's say Holy Spirit reveals something in me, some mm-hmm. some sin that He's like, "Hey, mm-hmm. we got to work on this." Ideally, that creates in me a like, oh, yeah, a grief. Lord, I know this isn't your mm-hmm. way, man. Lord. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry. This is this yeah. is not something that honors you. Yeah. The way that I'm treating people, the 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 mm-hmm. thoughts my, I have towards people, like this heart thing, this doesn't honor you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Ideally, that that breaks our heart mm-hmm. in such a way that it points us back to mm-hmm. what is the model of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Versus, oh, you know what? That's pff, that's mm-hmm. not. I didn't kill anybody. Right. I'm still a pretty good person. It's like, uh, mercy and, is what brings us there. Mm. And grace is what kind of turns the corner towards change. So mercy is like you come to terms with like, I did this thing that God said is wrong. 
I need forgiveness. I'm confessing. I'm repenting. Mm-hmm. I'm turning the other direction. And then grace is it's it's. Do you know uh, the word charis is the word grace? Uh, it, there's baked into that word charis in the definition the word dunamis. Dunamis is where we get the word dynamite. Like there's power. Grace is an empowering thing that the Holy Spirit provides to us to go in the opposite direction of what we've confessed and repented of. So grace is almost the vehicle of repentance, Mm. right? It enables us to not do what we did before. And so... Not to be abused, right? Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer refers to cheap grace. Paul Paul addresses mm -hmm. this. He's like, oh, because Mm -hmm. where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So does (laughs) this mean we should sin even more so there's more grace? No. He says, God forbid. He's very very emphatically, no. That is is not the way to respond. No. Josh, uh, Ryan kind of camped in 2 Corinthians 7 on on the particular verse talking about cleansing. So would, would you read that verse again because there's a couple things in that that I need some help with I leaned over to my wife and I was like wait a minute I have never in my life seen that verse in that way <laughs> read the one about cleansing verse one so then dear friends since we have these promises let us cleanse ourselves from every impurity of the flesh and spirit okay right there bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God Josh that is that's a command that Paul is giving the Corinthians that that Corinthians they have a place and part in mm-hmm. he's telling them to cleanse themselves how do we cleanse our flesh so this was uh, I will say this I made a note and I actually <laughs> I, I love Pastor Ryan I said when he unpacked it you know his kind of his breakdown was these sins of the flesh these are things that are outwardly visible Versus the spirit, these are more of the internal. Yeah. I, I just jotted down like I don't I don't know if that I don't know what I think about that. Okay. Like if that's the appropriate breakdown, I'm sure. I mean, Pastor Ryan does he does a lot of research for his message. He so, does. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I just I don't know. I had never heard it put quite like that. But what does it mean to cleanse the flesh? <laughs> you know, so, in Proverbs it says that whipping cleanses the flesh well this is where you mortification probably get into mortification right these yeah. these more aesthetic not aesthetic like asceticism aesthetic. right aesthetic aesthetic things, yeah. right to yeah. where it, it is like a a pretty extreme penance not only denial of the flesh right but the Punishment. application of some type of of medium penance to mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. actually inflict some degree of injury on the flesh i don't i don't know what to do with that i I do not i don't know that that's a great i don't know that we want to be out there recommending that i mean there 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 are there are literally brothers and sisters in christ and i this is to me god forgive me if if i'm wrong but this feels evil this feels almost demonic there 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 are steps leading up to an icon like Mm -hmm. an altar of cross of it could be jesus it could be mary and they will put broken glass on the steps and worshipers are they go up these steps on their hands and knees on the broken glass cutting themselves as they go this has to be well evil. that like, sounds what's going like on? we don't see that illustrated in scripture no. and and that was not part of judaism where you see that is in baal worship Yes. Like you go to Mount Carmel, like where where it's Elijah against the prophets of Baal Marks for the they're, dead. They're cutting themselves That's right. in in That's right. in attempt to get Baal's attention. Yeah, right. Yep. And it's like uh, yep. that's not a model we see. God ever yep. call His people to? Yep. You don't see Jesus. Yeah, deny mm-hmm. yourself. Like, I think mm-hmm. denying ourselves, mm-hmm. fleshly impulses, is very different than yes. the application of of punishing injury flesh. or punishing yeah, myself i agree so i i think we have to be really careful there i think though and we've mm-hmm. talked you guys know if you've been hanging out with us for a while we talk often about physical spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. fasting is a physical discipline i am yes. withholding something mm-hmm. that my body desires something that is good and right yep but i am saying no to this fleshly impulse Josh, did you know, um, and I'm uh, I'm going to butcher the words, though. Did you know that there is a certain time period that when you physically fast, your body releases these certain um, 
I don't know if it's a chemical or a hormone that actually cleanses your body. It's e- 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 not ectopic because that's a type of bad pregnancy. I can't think of what it is. Um, F- F- effigy. Oh, yeah. Dude, F- dude my, my wife is, she's, yeah. She's and it's a way to cleanse the stuff. It cleanses stuff. the body. Yep. It cleanses the flesh. So I, that is the only thing when I read that, when Ryan read that scripture, cleansing, how do we cleanse our flesh? I was like, it's got to be, it, it has to be through uh, fasting. But then I also think, you know, is it as simple as hygiene? Is it as simple as caring for the physical body? Like, I don't know, but that, that I'm like, how do we cleanse ourselves? That was one of my questions. And then specifically, how do we cleanse our flesh? And then how do we cleanse our spirits? What do we do to engage and cleanse our spirit? And I think the disciplines and practices are these physical means. And I think, and I think some of it too, like you, you can tailor it according to the particular sin, right? Like we, you know, we talked about Paul's list. Drunkenness Mm -hmm. is on that list. Yeah. Right. This is a, obviously something that has physical impact. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think, and this is where I say, I don't know that I like the clean cut division because mm-hmm. I think that's also driven by spiritual realities. Sure. So, so yeah. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of crossover there, but the way that I navigate cleansing my flesh of drunkenness might look a little bit different than me. You know, if, if you've got somebody who's uh, kind of a serial adulterer, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the way that you've, approach yeah. that yeah, is yeah. probably going to be different than the way that I approach drunkenness Yes. versus let's get into some of the, the other ones, which might be according to kind of this breakdown, the, the spiritual ones, divisiveness, mm-hmm. greed. Again, people mm-hmm. don't see that, but the way yeah. that you approach those could look different than drunkenness or adultery mm-hmm. or, you know, what have you. And maybe there's other physical disciplines too. You know, I don't know um, the postures in prayer, you know, how does that have a purifying effect? Um, physical exercise, disciplines like that. Even the stuff we were talking about, we started, you know, uh, there, there's there's some science proving that don't freak out cold water people that that your your mood can be greatly affected by cold water exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, getting into cold water and getting on it. It's hard to be depressed when you've had that much of a boost of endorphins. It's hard to like, I like sit what, in the crowd. I like what Damon says. Damon says, you come out of that water, you feel like a Navy SEAL. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're ready to go. You jump over a building. You <laughs> yeah, you feel good. Yeah, you feel strong. Uh, so I don't know. You know, maybe there's there's different things or or disciplining the flesh and, and I, you know. Well, but even go, go or, to go to physical exercise, right? Yeah. Like we know there are, there are physiological things that happen when we yep. when we physically exercise. Right. Right. Let's say that I'm in a place and, and, and my sin of choice is is substance abuse. Right. Yeah. And I'm using this in some mm-hmm. way and I'm not trying to minimize like I know I know it's mm-hmm. it can be a very complicated thing. Yes. But if I'm using this to to numb like, hey, man, I'm just I'm just going to smoke this joint because, mm-hmm. man, I had a stressful day at yep. work, yep. you know, whatever. And we're turning to these substances mm-hmm. that are you know addictive in nature. Yes. Right? Well, physical exercise has stress relieving properties. Powerful. Why don't we lean into the mechanisms that God has already wired into our bodies? Mm-hmm. It is a physical discipline. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, I'm I've never done it, so I don't know. But I'm guessing it's it's easier to smoke a joint than it is to do a 30 minute workout. Yeah, it is. But, I've done both. <laughs> but, but, like God, God designed our bodies in such a way. Yeah. To we can actually alleviate some of the things we're trying to hide from, just by utilizing the, the mechanisms He already has in there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. again, but that that can be a, a, a discipline that mm-hmm. we engage in. Uh, looking at diet, right? Like, mm. what are we putting into our bodies, and how does no it affect wonder, us? No wonder we feel like crap. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't even yeah. pronounce ninety percent of the ingredients in this yeah. you know package of cookies that I'm scarfing. Yeah. Yep. You know, at, and I what does it actually do to to us? I know. I mean, you, you we've got parents who've come become pretty hip to like their toddlers. The toddlers cannot have sugar. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the sugar makes them absolutely bananas, disobedient, rebellious. Flips they flip out and run around crazy. So they we know that certain things do affect us. So yeah, I think there's probably a lot of realities, and and I'm becoming more aware of this that we are we are incarnational. Just as Jesus was. Mm-hmm. Now, he was God incarnated in the flesh. We are image bearers, 
as Ryan was talking about yesterday, we are spirits that have are inhabiting physical bodies, which means we have um, incarnational ways of worshiping that God commands. We have incarnational ways of living that oh, that um, honor God. Uh, so I think there's there is a lot to that cleansing of the flesh. Um, he talked about two different kinds of stages of cleansing too, Josh. Oh. We're kind of running out of time. But that first stage of cleansing, he felt like, you know, a lot of people, they stay right there. Uh, and that is salvation. Yeah, which, I mean, in our previous episode when we were talking about this, we would, mm-hmm. I don't maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I think you and I would use that term. That's where we have initial sanctification. Mm-hmm. Right? There is a purification. Justification. But yeah. I think they're they're kind of mm-hmm. paired. Like because mm-hmm. we're justified, like we now are looked at by God as holy. Right. Yes. Not only does He justify take away the 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 sin, the penalty of sin, right? Justification, mm-hmm. right? He also puts on us holiness. Yes. Of, of Jesus, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so we're now we we Righteous. have kind of this two part mm-hmm. uh, exchange that happens. Um, sanctification is living out that identity and then yeah now now you have progressive mm-hmm. sanctification yes which again over over the rest mm-hmm. of our lives this mm-hmm. is that that process of gradually taking mm-hmm. each and every corner of my heart that doesn't mm-hmm. have the light of jesus in it and exposing it to the light mm-hmm. letting him transform that which is spiritual formation like yeah you know that, that's a real I, i've noticed in in the last probably three years and i'm i'm prone to this as well spiritual formation is such a buzzword right now like it's oh, such a yeah. buzzword and and even rediscovering i think, think jmc kind of he did i think he kick-started a lot of that he did resurrected a lot of willard yeah, uh yeah willard peterson henry nowen john ortberg there's a lot of these guys that ha, that had been uh, um foster you know there's a lot of moholland a lot of these guys who, who have kind of revitalized spiritual formation but when Josh and I talk about spiritual formation or when, when John Mark Homer or Willard or any of these guys, all progressive sanctification and spiritual formation towards Christ, they're synonyms. Because we know that, like we've been taught at Radiant Life and other places, we are being spiritually formed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't one, matter. One way or one the other. other. Towards no. the bad. So spiritual formation towards Christ is what progressive sanctification is which is what ryan um said is the second cleansing the second cleansing is sanctification and it's an infinite game right it's an infinite it's like we're continuing to do this uh and receive that change by god's god's mm-hmm. spirit but we have a choice not only in our salvation but we have a choice in our sanctification on a regular basis talk a little bit about the ways josh that we can uh stage two we'll say that we can participate and i know we're going to be beating the same drum but <laughs> talk about some of those ways that we can participate in progressive sanctification well i mean one of those is actually the way that we respond to holy spirit's illumination in our lives of of sin mm-hmm. right go back to the godly sorrow mm-hmm. versus the world do i have godly you know, sorrow holy spirit highlights this in me I have a choice mm-hmm. in this moment. This is where my participation comes in. I can choose to to bring my will in alignment with the will mm-hmm. of God and say, oh, like you're right. Mm-hmm. That's not the way that I need What that. you've said you about know, me is true. Right. And like, mm-hmm. I, need a, I need to shift. Yeah. You know, versus, you know, hey, he, he comes along and he says, hey, uh, that thing you're doing. Like that's not right. Yeah. No, hey, you know what? This is this is okay. This is okay. There are way worse people out there than me. The Holy Spirit, justify like, go, it. Go bother them. Right. You know. <laughs> right. Uh, Rather than owning it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we 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 shy away from it. Mm-hmm. Right. And now as we, you know, as we have this opportunity, Holy Spirit reveals something in me that has to change. I say, Holy Spirit, you're right. Now it's an ongoing process. From there, it might be a daily. Mm-hmm. You know, participation of hour by hour minute by minute moment by moment you're right yep yep Mm -hmm. yep i need i need to shift this Mm -hmm. i need to shift this i need to shift this Mm -hmm. but yeah and i I think that it all answers no it it does i mean sanctification is an it's it's an ongoing choice and um you know james clear and a bunch of these other guys atomic habits you know talk about habit stacking Mm. but sanctification is very much along that same vein when you start taking steps towards the prompting of the lord for change and purification in your life cleansing in your life you'll find that it it breeds more purity 
Mm. It breeds more sanctification. So like the world would call that habit stacking. It really does. I don't really understand why a pattern of exercise or physical disciplines, fasting, for instance, affects my ability to be faithful in the word of God. But I see but it, it does, <laughs> but it does. You know, that's I think this is part of the veil. And 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 for us, you know, we we talk often about these pillars, right? Uh, uh, shout out to Rasika talking about the cohort oh, yeah. pillars last week. Um, you know, spiritual health, uh, emotional slash mental health, and physical health. You know, you I know you kind of uh, bifurcate the emotional, mental, and look at it more like and, four pillars. And, well, I had relational as the fifth. Oh, as the fifth, even okay, yeah. yeah. And there's many more too. Yeah. Um, yeah so those those are all choices like we have to choose mm -hmm. god is not he does not force us but you know we can't just sit around and wait for him to sprinkle some magic dust like uh, lord just make me physically healthy yeah just go ahead yeah do it while i eat twinkies and now's a good time fries. yeah yeah <laughs> he's like yeah i made i made all this stuff for you to eat that's good and yeah uh, purification is a choice, uh, Josh. Towards the end of the message, Ryan really kind of uh, shared a very strong exhortation, uh, particularly to men. In second service, he did this. First, he didn't, but second service, uh, talking about pride in our in our forms of worship. Oh, yeah, the pride keeps us from purification. What? what how did that land with you? And what? Well, yeah, because this out? is when he was having that conversation about the sins of the spirit, right? These things mm -hmm. that we can't see because I can't necessarily see pride in in you or mm -hmm. in me, like. And I, I might have even have blinders to my own pride. I, mm -hmm. I, I know that we there are do. times where I have yeah. blinders to my own pride, mm -hmm. right? So this is something that's not outwardly visible. You might not mm -hmm. look at me and be like, oh, yeah, man, there goes a sinner. Man, that guy's yeah. got a head as big as you know, <laughs> a hot air balloon. Yeah. You know, um, some men's sins go before and some follow after the scriptures say. Mm. Double click on that. Just, just well, some men's sins, men and women, is what that scripture means. They're obvious, like they're right in front of you. Some men's, some men's sins are behind them, right? They're, they're, you don't necessarily see them. They're not as obvious. But uh, there's fruit still from their sin. Fruit. Maybe, it, mm -hmm. maybe it shows up in yeah. the environment at my workplace, right? Right. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in a space and, and family, maybe in, in your family, like mm -hmm. it, it. It doesn't happen in isolation. We talked about this last mm -hmm. week, right? Like, like the the sins that I have, whether they're visible or or, or unseen, that affects all of the people around me. Right. If I if We're I'm one. living at, with a with a heart of pride, mm -hmm. right? I go into the office or Radiant Life Church. Like, mm -hmm. this is going to affect the way that I interact with the rest of the staff, right? Correct. With with people that walk through the door to mm -hmm. to seek you know counsel or you know to be ministered to, uh, and that could derail a lot of things. And it does. It, it derails us. Uh, I thought that was a good challenge. Um, interesting. This is all this is all the, theology. But he talked about dogmas being created that are not scriptural. There are dogmas that have been created that are biblical. They're dogmas of the church that are a lot of people hear the word dogma and they're like, oh, all dogma is legalism. No. That's not true. Uh, there, There is dogma in the church that is established through church history, like Ryan talked about baptism. Baptism always, except for the last one to 200 years, has been associated with salvation. In fact, we even have scriptures that say. Uh, well, First Peter 3, I mean, yeah. he talks about, yeah. Yeah. And, baptism being a, a way to cleanse the flesh of sin. Mm. So, and part of salvation. But Ryan used this phrase, purity brings holiness. Now, help me, because part of this makes me, so I, I have to look at it this way. The things that I do, the works that I do, do they actually make me more holy? I say no. Or do the things that I do actually um, verify and solidify the holiness and righteousness and justification that was already given to me at the cross that I'm only sort of blah, blah, waking up to over time through a process of sanctification. I really wish that I had brought it in. Man, I thought, what book was it in? So many good books. I know. Well, because I did, you know, we did other half church. I did rare leadership. Now I'm doing rare leadership in the work. Did you finish rare leadership? Yeah. Well, I'd love to yeah. hear. And that's thoughts. where I'm, it might've been in there. Does he yeah. talk about the disciplines yeah oh some but well, there was like a line i man i have to go back in there poop no 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 it was in a, it was in a different book different book i was going to order a copy for the entire staff because i was like i was Ooh, like that good Woo! This, this is amazing that's a book then but he talks about 
talks about disciplines, and, and this is where I'd, I'd be curious to get your thoughts. He says, disciplines don't make us, they don't draw us closer to God. Mm-hmm. Disciplines make us aware of how close God already is. Mm. So maybe there's, maybe. It, that goes it, back to the veil conversation. Tie that back into the mm-hmm. conversation with holiness, though. Yeah. Is it that the disciplines make me more holy? Or is it that the disciplines expose the things in me that are unholy and mm-hmm. and is as we've used the, the term before it's kind of the, the greenhouse for where that mm-hmm. that transformation happens yeah and because like you said and you, we've said this on a previous episode in Christ we are holy yes and that was actually something I we I are the with. righteousness of God in Christ Jesus Paul says in Romans we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus it is astounding. It's astounding. Uh, you going back to previous episodes? No, I'm going. Oh, I'm, you got multiple notebooks. Because I had it. Well, I do. Dude, in my Lockbee, I can fit four of them. <laughs> Super cool. Uh, no, but it, it ties. It sort of ties into, and if this is way too off track, um, call me out on it and, and correct me. Which What time are we at? I know I have, 11, I have an 11.15 meeting. But um, leading into the message, you know, it was kind of this idea of like, hey, let's pray, like, Lord, create a hunger in me, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I wrestled with that. I wrestled with that. Because I, I was like, Wait, if Jesus is the, the living water that satisfies once and for all, mm-hmm. if Jesus is the bread of life, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, maybe we don't have time, maybe we don't have, maybe this, <laughs> this is why communion is important. This is a... Uh, but I, I was like, yeah, no, yeah, we leak. I, I think that there's some of that, but I, I am very much uh, in the camp, Josh, that that justification is a one time event. The righteousness of God being declared over us is a one time event. But what what that reality is in that moment in time, like for me, OK, February 28th, 1999, that day, all of the holiness and righteousness that I could ever have was imputed to me to to my persons but because of the limitations of the fallenness of the world Mm. my own wicked sin nature i only see experience and live out all of the holiness and righteousness that jesus gave me by restoring me to god i only live out micro microscopic portions of that and sanctification is this process i've said this before i feel like like your whole life until you come to christ you're you're asleep you're a zombie you're a dead person just walking you come to christ and you're born again as 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 we know nicodemus john 3 and you're like a baby going through these processes then you're a toddler then you're you know a small child then you're an adolescent then you're teen and you're waking up i mean josh if I could compare what I know at 44 to what I knew at 24, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a different person, Hmm. right? Well, I actually am a different person, uh, but I know more now through the passage of time. And I feel like the sanctification process is this eye opening awakening to that holiness and righteousness that is given to us. Tim Elmore does the Habitudes yes. series. And one of the Habitudes on in, in book one, self-leadership, is is the Golden Buddha, which he's not a Buddhist. He's a follower of Jesus. Uh, yeah. But but the idea is, like, he talks about this this uh, city and in, in somewhere in Asia, right? And mm-hmm. and they find this, this stone-covered, you know, Buddha statue. And it's like, oh, you know, whatever. It's kind of run down. People mm-hmm. use it as a place to throw their cigarette butts and garbage mm. and whatever mm. well through some like accident or something somebody chips away part of the statue and they realize underneath this stone covering it's pure gold oh good like solid it is gold. a golden buddha it's a golden buddha like a real one do you think and kinsey's the word picture guy well, so, I, I so see I'm, it, I'm charting into uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm going into uncharted territory you talk about this hey Every every bit of holiness that we could have is ours at salvation. That's my opinion. Are we? But so yeah. So this I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just teasing this out. See if yeah. this is a good word picture for that, right? We are that beautiful golden thing inside, but mm-hmm. we're still covered by the 
the garbage of, mm-hmm. of sin nature, mm-hmm. the, the pull of the flesh, the, mm-hmm. the aspects of the world that we yeah. are still hanging on to, is sanctification that, that chipping away, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oop, look yeah. it, I see a little more gold. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, there's some more gold. You we know, see that in the scriptures, like kind of gold thing. refined in the fire. Yeah. David says in Psalms. Uh, I think that absolutely, Josh, I see that. I, I'm, I hope that I'm not becoming a Buddha, though. Thanks, Tim Elmore. No. <laughs> it depends on how my exercise is going, right. <laughs> whether I'm uh, turning into a Buddha or not. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I just I always like to go back to the to the Willard quote, uh, because I think it is an anthem for the journey God has us on. Um, grace is opposed to earning but it's not opposed to effort so listeners and viewers uh the grace of god is available to you and it is there for the taking by faith to empower you to live a life based upon who you actually are like who you really are in christ and and you have this journey of of kind of discovering that there was a guy. This was years ago. Years ago. Uh, this was before I moved to Sturgis. This was up at Life Change Community Church, where I met Ryan. You know, he was on staff there. Uh, I think they had a guest. They had a guest pastor come in one Sunday, and I don't remember most of his message, but his kind of his his landing place was uh, just the city of "You are now be." Mm. Now take that to hold like. You're holy. Yes. Now, so so be holy. Yeah. Like, like, yes. like, like you already have this. Oh, yeah, Josh. This has been an interesting Love thing. That. This is a this is a thread, and I and I I really want to sit in it some more, but this is a thread that keeps coming up more and more. The book that I just referenced where he talks about the disciplines, it's not to draw clo- draw closer to God. God is you're indwelt with Holy Spirit. Yeah. How much closer to God can you get? They're just vehicles. It's 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 a vehicle to become more aware of yes. of that indwelling presence yes right but it's it's in that book it's called the false promise uh of discipleship mm. uh and it really goes after kind of this um performance-based model that we've we've mm-hmm. we often mm-hmm. kind of lapse into mm-hmm. because that's the way that our I, th- I think the sin nature in us drives such a performance-based mentality mm-hmm. it's really hard to shake and we can easily slip into that mm-hmm. with the disciplines. We can make it a thing of earning like, mm-hmm. Oh no, Hey, God's going to be really happy. I fasted yeah. six times today or this yeah. week, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, uh, the book, the cure, right? I mean, all these things are like, mm-hmm. man, what if we actually lived as though we were who Jesus says we are? Yes. And if he says I'm holy, mm-hmm. well, how would I just start living that way? Yeah. Yes. So you are and now be. <laughs> and you're 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 coming back full circle I think to that foundational question on all of the disciplines and practices which is the why question. Mm-hmm. Right? If the why question isn't love, love for God, love for Jesus in response to what he's done for us, we will go the way of the Pharisees, we will be whitewashed tombs, we will be whatever, cups uh, well, what Paul t- tells Timothy, we'll have the the appearance of godliness, but we're denying its power, right? Like we're trying to accomplish this yes. in our own through through yes. this discipline or that discipline or you know whatever, mm-hmm. and and we miss it. Mm-hmm. The beauty of of that sanctification and purification by grace is we know when it's grace. Mm. I could I can come into situations, come out of conversations or, or circumstances, and I can think to myself, oh my goodness. That was the Lord. That was totally the Lord, like in me. There's no way that I would have behaved this way or talked this way. Or this is not me. This isn't who I am. This is Christ by his indwelling presence of the spirit living through me. That's grace. And I worship God for that. Uh, that's what we want to be submitted to. That's what we want. We want to just don't forget that the, the vehicle idea, those disciplines and practices are just the vehicles. Mm. They're just the methods um, that God uses to draw close for us to be aware of his closeness. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. That's a great question, Josh. Well, I'll grab you a copy of that book. So. Cool. Adds to the pile. That's, that's, I'm that's the real thing. still, I, I, man, I'm, I've been on one book for about six weeks now well, because I'm reading, reading it so slow. Super heavy EOC one? book. Yeah. 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 Which is phenomenal. Phenomenal book. But anyway, uh, this has been episode 63. Josh, 63. you got anything else? We uh, should get, get cracking. I think, I think that was good. Okay. 
Yeah. Like, subscribe, share this uh, podcast. Uh, last I saw, we are at like 967 or something up, like yeah, that. Up, up close to 970. We are getting close to 1,000 subscribers. This is our goal for the, the church's YouTube channel. 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Help us get to that goal. We've got a really fun thing planned. We do have a coffee event coming up. Right, and that's not connected to the subscribers. Nope. We just want to do a coffee thing. Yeah. So it's March 23. Yep. Uh, we'll do yep. like 9 to, 9 to 11, somewhere yep. in that. Yep. neighborhood i don't know do you know if the registration's up yet it is not okay. i know haley's working on a design i i think i mean we've got another few weeks yeah, we're gonna we do a qr time. code uh so people can register because we will have to limit registration yes because we can't have like a billion pounds of coffee just sitting there and, and, and you brew have brewers yeah. that billion yeah so we'll see what happens and we're gonna get some people to help us josh we're gonna train you on a club to get me all yeah. trained up yeah it's gonna be great right now uh, so, man, Lord bless you guys. Uh, we're excited to see you next week for another edition of Radiant Reflections. Till then. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections. Radiant Reflections.